Welcome to the President and CEO Focus on the Middle Market podcast series, where President and CEO founder Paul Stuckel discusses middle market issues with business leaders from across the nation. Today, in part two of a three-part series, Paul speaks with Ken Esch, partner of PwC's Private Company Services, about the encouraging results of their second quarter trendsetter survey of private middle market companies. You know, another thing that I thought was, was intriguing was in terms of the, the spending, it would appear that at long last, the private companies, you know, and most of which we would, we would consider to be middle market type of companies, have, have begun to embrace the investment in, in big data. You know, right. in terms of analytics, that the uncertainty surrounding that seems to have faded a little bit because it sounds like people are getting a lot more aggressive with it. I mean, is that yeah. is that the take you took as well? Yeah, I think that's accurate. The um, you know the pace of change, you know, in the uh, in the technology area, um, including you know cloud computing applications, have leveled the playing field. You know, in a lot of respects, uh, yeah. for uh, for smaller companies, and they're they're you know, using those technology applications to help drive efficiency and profitability in their business. And, you know, one area where they, uh, you know, definitely see opportunity is analyzing the, uh, the data that they, that they have with respect to their customers and, um, and their potential customers. And ingraining, you know, that um, level of data analytics, you know, into, you know, decisions about what they're doing from an investment perspective and, and how they're marketing their products and services. So um, it's not just uh, limited to big companies. Uh, you know, smaller middle market companies are actively engaged in data analytics as well. You know, and, and the overall spending in technology uh, is, is, really, is really accelerating, it would appear. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was particularly intrigued by the the 3D printing element of that. I mean, that that sort of has, in a stealthy sort of way, that seems to be gaining a lot of momentum. I mean, I, do you, I mean, anecdotally, does that does that ring true to you? Because it sure seems that way to me. It it does. Um, we're we're seeing, you know, quite a bit of activity, you know, in the media and reporting in that in that area about the uh, 3D printing. Uh, you know, it is a viable, uh, you know, manufacturing alternative. And it yeah. seems to be, you know, gaining, you know, some strength. Although there's still, you know, a small, very small percentage of the total manufacturing environment. You know, it, it is out there. It does look like a wave of, of the future, and would expect, you know, it to continue to gain momentum over time. Yeah. Other areas yeah. where they're, you know, spending a fair amount of, uh, you know, money is, you know, in the technology, you know, space, and we've seen, it is the. Um, an unbelievable acceleration of change, you know, over the last, you know, five plus years. Uh, you know, so some of the companies that deferred a lot of capital expenditures and, and even maintenance, you know, coming out of the recession are back in the game and you know, really trying to catch up with the pace of change in technology and, uh, you know, manufacturing equipment, you know, has is, is, is changed dramatically as, as well. And, and companies need to make some investments there to be able to compete. You know the other the other interesting um, thing that the my gosh the growth barriers everything sort of declined every you know, the, yeah. if there's an example of optimism amongst the the CEOs or the executives that you speak to it's that I mean every single one of them with the exception of the lack of qualified workers which seems to be coming more and more chronic um, 
and I guess the oil energy prices thing would not be very much, but everything else yeah. went down. I, that's that's amazing. That's pretty really astonishing. Yeah, uh, you know, as you and I have uh, you know talked before, uh, you know one of the uh, the key areas that um, that I've you know focused on is just the lack of demand for products and services, which is you know always kind of at the top of, uh, of the list. But that's you know dropped dramatically <laughs> over the last uh, year or two, um, and just a percentage of individuals you know reporting that as a as a barrier. Um, and you did note you know one that's you know, quite interesting to me is the uh, the lack of qualified workers, and you know, we've also discussed in the past, you know, that while that is um, uh, an area of concern, you know, for uh, the reports in the past, it's usually registered in the mid to high 20 percentile, you know, jumped up to about one in three, you know, which right. is consistent with what we're hearing in the market from our from our clients and, and other companies that. Um, uh, that there is just a lack of qualified workers out there to fill positions that are available, and companies have uh, have, have looked at a, a variety of alternatives of how to address that in a situation. But it's becoming more pronounced. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's again, it's one of those major head scratchers that you just you you, you just it's an indictment of a lot of things, I think. Uh, but boy, yeah. oh boy, it's something that certainly has to be changed. And obviously, you know, and it flows into so many sort of broader political conversations, right? It, it flows into our education system. It flows into immigration, right? Because um, I mean, clearly, that's why the chamber and those guys are are pushing. Well, one of the reasons they're pushing immigration, you know, a, a much more liberalized immigration system, um, you know, with the idea of basically bringing in people that know what they, you know, that have the right skills. And I just right. It, it, it's a it's a head scratcher. It really is. Um, yeah. But boy, you're right. It's becoming more and more pronounced. You know, one of the things that um, uh, that is in the report this time around, um, if we dig a little bit a little bit deeper, is uh, that 67 percent you know of the participants told us that they're in- going to increase their their spending to attract, um, retain, and and uh, develop their people. You know, which I think follows along with some of the readings that we're hearing about uh, lack of qualified workers. <laughs> you know, number uh, number one is that we've got to, you know, maintain the qualified workforce that that, that we have today. Uh, and then, you know, perhaps secondly, we want to, you know, develop, you know, our people and our newer hires so that they, you know, contribute, you know, quickly to the success of the organization. And then another area that we've, uh, that we've seen is that uh, companies are kind of reaching out to, uh, uh, trade schools and community colleges to uh, you know help develop some curriculum to to, to train um, you know potential job candidates you know for you know for them so it's really a multi pronged you know approach to deal with this uh, this growing problem of uh, lack of qualified workers. You know the other thing that struck me from the the barriers and I think I had mentioned this before uh, in a previous conversation with you but. It kind of it kind of makes me chuckle. I must tell you that that everything that relates to the government is going down in terms of considering uh, considered uh, being considered a barrier. And I, the only the only conclusion I can come up with is gridlock is good. <laughs> Grid, gridlock I think, I think is good. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the 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 concerns about you know regulatory environment you know certainly increase when when we hear noise from Washington 
you know, about, um, you know, additional regulatory type of pressures or new programs out there. So uh, I, I think as we as we try to climb out of this, you know, recession, uh, there, there's a pretty common view out there that um, companies would just prefer that, you know, government kind of stay out of the way while they, um, you know, continue to grow their uh, grow their business. Check back tomorrow for part three of our discussion with Ken. Thanks for listening.